Alrighty, guys, welcome to a special impromptu episode of Musical Osmosis, where intelligent dissonant thought meets melodic euphonious reality, but from six feet away. I am your musically magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Cat Saurus, safely nestled here at the top of Meth Mountain, Tennessee, away from the masses. We're doing a special coronavirus episode just to um, kind of dispel some of the myths, try to get some facts out there. And you might be saying, well, that's not very music related, but we're also going to be talking with a lot of artists about how all these cancellations and club closings, venue closings is affecting the music community. So let me get in our magical producer, D, who I just dropped this bomb on her an hour ago, and she's done a bunch mm-hmm. of research for us. Of D, our beautiful producer. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, yes, so there's a lot of things that you should know about the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, or COVID-19. Um, so first off, anybody can get sick. There's no immunity to this disease whatsoever. Um, it is a brand new virus, and because of that, we also have no treatments. Um, we Anybody who gets it kind of just has to ride it out, and uh, from... The CDC's last guess, uh, that could be up to six weeks, so be aware. Um, For most people, the risk has been pretty low, um, depending on where you live, but it's still important to self-quarantine when you can, avoid crowds. I know a lot of people are being sent home to work from home or remotely or what have you, Um, and it's just really important to... You know, stay out of big crowds, get only what you need, um, wash your hands, and try not to touch your face, um, which is really, really, really hard. Um, yeah. And right of course, now, when they say don't touch your face, you instantly want to ta- touch your face. Yeah. It's like when somebody says, hey, man, um, that place you stayed at had scabies, and you start itching, even though mm-hmm. you don't have scabies. It's kind of like that type of thing. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, and right now, there are a little over 2,200 cases in the United States. Um, there's The death toll is up to almost 50, um, but there are almost 200,000 cases in the world. Um, it's affecting 123 different countries, and it's – I mean, that's the people that we know of. It takes – up to two weeks for a person to start showing symptoms. The virus can live on some hard surfaces for two to three days. And and that incubation you, period is one of the reasons why so many venues are taking precautions. Exactly. Because they don't know who's there that doesn't even know they have this. Right. And when they're trying to halt the spreading of this so it doesn't get out of mm-hmm. hand, like Italy, which they've completely fucking shut down. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of it is we're trying to – you hear a lot of the phrase flatten the curve. So what we're trying to do is make sure that not too many sick people have to go to get treatment at the same time. That way the hospitals and doctor's offices aren't overwhelmed and don't run out of stuff, and then the nurses and doctors are exhausted, which makes it so that they're more susceptible to getting sick, and it's just, it's this huge... Well, we don't even have a testing infrastructure right now. Like We most don't. Countries. We haven't even done 500 tests in this country. Yeah. China's doing like 5,000 a day. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's it's There's that to contend with. And I'll try to keep this as apolitical as possible and just stay right. to the fact, the metaphor. Uh, yeah. All right, so here's what we're going to do tonight. Last minute, um, I got to tell you, man, we know some of the most incredible, generous artists in the world. I put up a Facebook um, post like an hour ago. We've got a whole slew of cool artists that are going to call in and talk about this. Let's get our first artist on. sure everybody knows that name he's played of course for one of my favorite bands dag nasty descendants humble gods cottonmouth kings he's currently in field day which is made up with members from dag nasty um before we jump into coronavirus doug tell us what's going on with field day i heard you had to cancel your florida show or at least postpone it uh, right. So so I guess we'll start there. Hi, everybody. What's happening? So it's it's Super Doug calling from Los Angeles, California. I hope you're doing well. Let's start at the beginning. So I realized that Field Day is one band in this one grain of sand in this giant, giant spiral of a gazillion bands that are all uh, having to make some pretty hard and critical decisions which sucks and at the same time we only want people to be healthy and happy so here's what's going on with field day peter and i talked endlessly yesterday on what was the right thing to do and what's the safest thing to do and we decided for us that we were postponing our shows this weekend we were scheduled to be in uh orlando tonight we were scheduled to Tampa on Saturday. We're scheduled to be in Melbourne on Sunday. We apologize to the promoters. We apologize to the fans, to the bands. It sucks, but we had to pull the brakes and bring it in because we're moving into what I would say an unknown factor that, you know, Super Doug doesn't understand all the components. I have a good idea, but I'm going to err on the side of caution for a second not being a guy that's a conspiracy guy, but just being a guy based in science and reality, I got to pull the train in, which sucks, and I'm sorry, but that's where we are. So we pulled it in for the for the weekend, That's and again, only talking about field day. For We're supposed to be in New York, uh, New Jersey, 
on the top part of April. So like in, you know, whatever, you know, the dates are out there like April uh, 2nd, 3rd and 4th, like two New Jersey shows and a New York show. My understanding is that still rolling forward, but I, I honestly can't promise anybody anything in that there are certain laws like, you know, New York has its own way of doing things and they don't want, you know, uh, people to gather in groups larger than X. So I kind of have to play each round of shows week by week. Um, and that is kind of where we are. So I hope, I hope that answered your question. You know, I, I'm in a little, it's a little bit of a, um, a, a moving goalpost that, uh, the band, you know, our, 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 our guys here are just trying to adapt and be sensitive to it and, um, right. uh, be aware and safe. There you go. So let me ask you this, because one of the reasons I'm doing this episode, and I've got some other stuff I'm going to try to put together, is I'm friends with a lot of bands, on, and they're on varying degrees of like the table mm-hmm. of success. And mm-hmm. a lot of the people I've seen have said, hey, look, I live on a gig economy. You know, I, mm-hmm. I have a part-time day gig, but I live to play shows. That's how I make my income. Mm-hmm. Are mm-hmm. you on a level where this is going to hurt you guys financially, or are you kind of all right and you can miss some of these gigs? Like, how is this affecting the band overall? To get down into the dollars and cents of it. it yeah, you just give us a general relation. You don't have to, like, yeah, get into yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, I'm fully comfortable with, with having those conversations. So Field Day is a... Uh, a fly date band. So we're, we have lots and lots and lots of plane tickets that we've paid for, <laughs> which we're obligated to pay back or try to get reimbursed, refunded. So, so there is that hand, like very, very affected uh, uh, economic part of the equation, but that really is secondary to everybody's health and safety so it's kind of like yeah it's gonna suck a little bit and and i'm gonna take gas on some i'm gonna take a beating and gas on some plane tickets and van things and i'm trying to scramble behind the scenes to do that um we do also live on a gig you know in that space as well where we're a live band and you know we sell t-shirts and all that other junk but the reality is i don't know if i can afford not to pay attention and to pull it into the right. So Great it's like a, point. It, to, it totally blows. Don't get me wrong. It fucking blows. But at the same time, I certainly don't want, to, uh, selfishly speaking, uh, I have responsibilities and, and I care about the music community and the vendors and the promoters and all that stuff. And I really, my knee jerk reaction is to bring it into the station regardless of the financial a chunk that we're about to take on. And, and again, you know, we are one band in a gazillion band, so we will survive it. We, Peter and I and the band think that we're making the right decision and we'll just absorb the financial hiccup that it is. Okay, so here's what I put up the other day on our music page. It seems like people, and this is often the case in America, people are either totally overreacting, they're like, we're getting ready to go into martial law, millions of us are going to die, end of the world, or they're underreacting, and they're like, this is a total hoax, or this is not even as bad as the flu. 
Do you think that the reaction is an appropriate reaction? So many venues closing. I know a lot of cities are like no gatherings of people over 50 people. Do you think that's an overreaction or do you think it's a pretty fair and um, balanced response to what's going on? I'm going to go with that's a fair and balanced response to what's going on only in we can't apply the old rules to the new situation. So um, I don't like that, but at the same time, I am a very cerebral guy and I collect data and so and I watch and pay attention and I can tell my friends in the music community whom I love across the board if the NBA is pulling the brakes on things, it's, it's pretty insane. When Disneyland is pulling the brakes on things, it's pretty insane. So, you know, if everybody could just do, I think people are overreacting. I don't know about overreacting. I think that there it's hard. God damn. It's hard to navigate the sensationalism of our media. I'm a fact guy, not a pie in the sky Fear, 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 the sky is But you know, it scares me more than the media is when you go to the store and you see the shelves are empty uh, and then your back of your brain goes, damn, maybe there is something to this then Uh, if everybody else is reacting this way. I know. And and believe me, behind the scenes, my family and I talk about it and there are some things. It's just, it is that we're moving into, we're now applying rules a secondary set of rules to this particular situation. Um, So in answer to your question, I would think that it would be irresponsible not to act in a prudent way and just kind of pay attention to what's going on. Do I think you need to grab all your shotguns and, you know, whatever? Of course not. Be a good person, you know, but at the same time, (laughs) don't don't be a dumbass. You know what I mean? So if everybody could just have a little bit of a reality check and be a human being for a minute and just take care of their family, take care of themselves, you don't need to buy all the bread on the shelf. There could be a family that needs some bread. So just be cool, you know, be cool, pay attention, but don't be a glutton at the same time. Be respectful, but don't be um, oblivious, if that makes sense. You know, you know, only you can find the sweet spot. Don't be a jerk off. You know what I mean? Pay attention. Don't be a jerk off. So how is this affecting the music community where you are? A lot of venues totally clear. You're in L.A., right? I'm in L.A. and it, we are in a full freaking like freeze. <laughs> We're in a freeze right now. So it, it definitely sucks. Um, all of the shows that are uh, for fans, you know, whatever music people that don't know, you know, you've got kind of like the, the, the bar circuit and then you have like the theater circuit and then you have like the arena circuit, whatever. Um, everything seems to be on serious, serious lockdown. So corporate giant corporations like live nation have thrown the brakes on everything. So, uh, to my knowledge, let's say something like Coachella and Stagecoach, those are all on pause, and maybe you're going to get kicked down the line toward October. I don't know this for a fact, but I work in this space, and that seems to be what's going on. Um, as far as the sh- – I-, I kid you not, I probably saw 35 friends of mine that are out touring right now or about to start a tour or whatever that were all like, dude, the tour is off, or we're postponing. Or yeah, we're on hold, or, that's what inspired me home. to do this, man. It's crazy. You know, it's a- 
everybody's doing that. And then also, you know, for people behind the scenes, merchandise people, I, I know three, three people in the merchandise business that are pretty far up in the food chain and all of are just took a beating, just took a beating. A friend of mine uh, uh, is in a relatively popular touring band and he fronted a bunch of money for merchandise because that's kind of how it works. They make right. shirts and shit. And they were like event-specific shirts. Well, when you start postponing dates and stuff like that, the, oh, you know, man, it's, not, that it's not the right it's not the right date on the back of the shirt. So it kind of sucks. Um, here in Los Angeles, you know, in Los Angeles, it's a little bit, a little bit, um, I hate to say Handmaid's Tale, but it kind of reminds me of Handmaid's Tale. So it's a quite cerebral, uh, quite, quite strange. Uh, I, I just got done going to the grocery store uh, and, and the shelves are quite empty. Um, Things are looking pretty dystopian kinda, out there. Quite dystopian, kind of strange. And, and I'm trying to, you know, you know, I'm trying to remember what the plot line was for Stephen King's The Stand. You know, I'm trying to go backwards a little bit. So it's kind of strange, you know, kind of strange. But I overall here in Los Angeles, people are re- relatively civil. Nobody there's I'm not seeing people duke it out over a bag of groceries or anything like that. Seems pretty, pretty civil for the moment, which is great. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, it's so crazy that we're moving. And I was thinking about this today. You know, we had H1N1, um, the swine flu, which is swine flu knocked me on my fucking ass back in like 2009, 2010. But the reaction to this seems to be so much more severe. But I would put this along the lines of the swine flu. So I do think the media plays into that kind of panic mode, too. Well, you know, I, I mean, I, sometimes the media can be, it can be the best thing in the world and it can be just kind of like the, the devil for lack of a better word. Uh, but I, I know that like in this particular situation, what seems to be unique is how quickly things accelerate and spread. So right. um, you might That's have sure. five cases and, and then it accelerates. So the ramp up is different um, as opposed to the swine flu's ramp up. The, you know the the, the it, so so it is what it is and and again i'm the first person to say i really uh i'm not a guy that lives in fear like that's just not in my core the, my core values aren't based around that but same at the same time i'm paying it i'm paying attention and i'm recommending to people to pay attention um especially as wonky as this sounds especially if you have grandparents or elderly parents or whatever just be mindful that it's like you might think, you know, fuck it, I'm going to the bar, you know, I'm going to get my drink on or whatever, and that's that's your prerogative. But if you end up getting sick and then you bring it home to your elderly parents or whatever, you you know, so just think it through a teeny bit that like, you know, what what only you can decide. Life is about choices, and only you can decide what's the right thing and to do. And just you know, maybe you might want to think about not pulling the emergency brake, but just maybe tapping the brakes a little bit and just, just coasting for a second. <laughs> to see, Elegantly just, put. Cooler heads. You know what I mean? Right. That's the, should be the theme of this. Be level. You know, headed. Don't, just be level headed. You don't need to yank the emergency brake and you know, that, and at the same time, you know, you don't need to accelerate in, into oblivion, but at the same, you know, just tap the brakes a little bit, pull it over to the right. Everybody, you know, Make, Let's make, not turn this into when they say we're out of coffee in the movie Airplane, 
and everybody right. just well, just see, exactly. You know, I did double up on my coffee today, so you know, I I did buy a little bit of extra. So whatever. As far as the schools go, again, just speaking locally, like you know, it seems as though the public schools as of Monday are going to be on on hiatus. Uh, my understanding is they're going to go about a week, and then that will pull them into another two weeks because we're right on top of spring break for you know for kids that are grade schoolers or right, high schoolers right. and grade schoolers and stuff. So that's kind of what's going on there, um, and that's you know that that's kind of about you know that's about all all I've got as far as you know on my end what's happening. All right, well, that's perfect because we are out of time and got to get the next guest in here. Doug, tell everybody where we can find you online. And um, anything, I guess it's going to be hard to tell us what field day has coming up with everything that's going on. Well, I'll try to do it in a, in a bullet in a quick one. First, just go to, go to Google and type in field day or field day sounds field day sounds and you'll find us it's very easy just look for the the squiggle we did finish our first seven inch which is going to be coming out before the end of the summer on unity records and court right so on get ready for that um if you want which is fucking badass um it's it's uh just ducking hold on tight brothers and sisters <laughs> it's coming um so that's exciting there and then you know you can instagram you know you can find us on instagram field day sounds just like it sounds or on the facebook platform field day sounds we're easy to track down and believe me there's no place peter and i would rather be than up on the bandstand you know playing shows so we're going to get back at it as soon as things are clear until then, everybody stay healthy and safe, and we love you. And we'll, you know, a lot of PMA sending out the PMA. We'll get right at you. You know, be good, be safe, people. Right on, thank you, Doug. I love the energy, man. It's it's such a bleak situation. You bring such great energy to the show. Thank you for that. Thank thank you so much. I'll see you guys in the future. Bye bye. Alrighty, bye. We are back, and we are with Al Pist from the Pist and M13. Al, I wanted to have you call in tonight. Thanks so much for calling in on short notice to kind of talk about the coronavirus. And I know I just saw you guys had to postpone a couple shows as well. Everyone is. Kind of tell us about how this coronavirus is affecting the local music. I know you're part of a different music community 
than most of the guests we have because you're up in Connecticut in that area. How is this coronavirus sure. affecting your local music community? You know, I, I think the hardest part was uh, uh, it's certainly, I mean, it, it's definitely taken everybody <laughs> kind of, I don't want to say by surprise because we're also, we're, we've all been aware of it for a couple of weeks, but um, I think the, the impact of it has taken a lot of people by surprise. And a lot of that's happened within the last 48 hours. I think it really hit home and a lot of people are really starting to realize the severity of it. And that that's when everything just started, you know, falling in on itself like a house of cards. Um, and I think the reason it got so crazy is because the kind of prelude to this, the lead into this, you had Trump mm-hmm. downplaying it. You had, of course, the mm-hmm. alt-right trolls and people saying it was a complete hoax. It's there, There's no such thing. Or, you know, sure. other right-wing media, the more mo- moderate right-wing, the more Rush Limboist type right-wing media say, oh, it's just like the flu or the more people died under Obama and H121 or whatever. And I think that <laughs> yeah, so many yeah. people got sucked into that. That when it was like, now there's 50 new cases, now there's 200 new cases, now there's 500 new Mm. cases, then people were like, wait, 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 I was told that this was just another media hoax. What the hell's going on here? Well, you know, yeah, exactly. And and I think that that as people were starting to educate themselves a little more on the on the reality of it, then we all started realizing that, hey, you know what, you know, we're we're all, you know, relatively healthy and if we get this, we will probably be sick for a little while and be okay. But, you know, the, the unfortunate thing is this has a, you know, uh, what is it, uh, up to a 10-day incubation period where you are still uh, contagious that you may not realize you have it for a while. So, you know, you're coming into contact with a lot of people. You're coming into con- contact with people who are uh, have, you know, compromised health or, you know, compromised immune systems you know, elderly people just, you know, and that's kind of where I think we, we all sort of realized as a community almost that um, it's just not worth it to put other people at risk to, to, you know, put on some shows. Right. But let me ask you this. And this is a question I'm kind of asking. You know, America is extreme on both sides. So you see everything from this side saying it's a hoax or like I was saying earlier, at the very least, it's no worse than the common cold. Then you have this other side saying martial law into the world. Do you think the national reaction to this as far as in the music community and let's just say the entertainment community, because this goes with sports Mm -hmm. And a lot of other, I mean, there's TV shows that are closing down. Do you think oh, this yeah. reaction of all these venues being closed, um, a lot of communities, it's no more, ga- no gatherings over 50 people, stuff like that. Is that an overreaction or do you think it's pretty appropriate given everything we now know about coronavirus? Um, I, I think it's pretty appropriate. I think that the only, it really is, you know, the only way to, to prevent it from getting any worse is to just essentially isolate ourselves from each other because uh, obviously that's how it spreads is through contact with other people. So um, if all of a sudden it starts to get better because everyone's doing this and it's seen as an overreaction, then, you know, it, it's worked. <laughs> but that might be um, our undoing, over, right? They'll be like, well, it's not over, spreading as yeah. much. Yeah. And then they open everything up and then that's yeah. when it really explodes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, I think the one of the hardest parts of this whole thing is trying to figure out, you know, trying to gauge sort of, you know, without with 
without any real information like, well, you know, w when can we start rescheduling these, these things, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of bands that are on tour, you know, but unlike us, I mean, we, you know, we play music because we love to play music. We're not doing it to earn a living. You know, we don't make, you know, we don't make really make any money doing it. So you're not bringing in no big piss dollars. <laughs> I so, thought you were drinking Crystal every night and riding around. In... <laughs> What's going on? Al Piss, you totally shattered my vision of the piss. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. We, we failed you. We failed you. Uh, <laughs> I forgive no, you. No, we. You know, but but there are plenty of you know there are plenty of people on the road. You know, I I'm thinking of people who are in the middle of tours or just starting tours. You know, this week and how difficult it's going to be for them. Uh, right, you know, they're relying on this as their as their income, not and and the clubs as well, and you know all the music venues and theaters and you know from from large to small. Yeah. The vendors, everybody else is affected in the music community. And I, I really feel I have a lot of musician friends. And like I was telling Doug, they're at varying levels of success in their career. And I really feel for the mm -hmm. ones that are like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I live gig to gig. I squeak out a living mm -hmm. in it. But, you right. know, I lose two, three, four gigs. I don't know how I'm paying my rent. And those are the people I really feel for. Is they've dedicated their life to this thing. And now there's mm -hmm. no kind of safety net or, or nothing they can do as a fallback if something like this happens. But then again, you know, there's a certain amount of entitlement, I think, that comes to living in America, where before 9-11, mm -hmm. nobody thought it could, something like that could happen. And now this sort of thing where the NBA is shutting down, you know, the NHL is shutting down, the view is not going to have a live audience anymore, just all this. Mm -hmm. That's shocking to a lot of people who thought we were invincible in um, invincible to stuff like terrorism attacks or any kind of um, pathogen kind of taking over. Sure, sure, and we're not getting much guidance from <laughs> from the leaders. <laughs> I will say, you know, um, it's so mixed and, message you know, that people, like well, I said, that, there was so much misinformation in the beginning that people are putting memes around, like, "Oh, are you afraid of a, a little bit of coronavirus?" And now those same people yeah. are like, "Oh shit, what are we gonna do? This is real." And I like I kind of feel bad for the people who thought it was a joke, and then it finally yeah. they went to the store and saw the shelves empty and was like, "Hey, wait a minute, maybe this is a real thing." Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think you know within within our community of you know uh, punk rock and you know punk bands and hardcore bands, like you know it, it's sort of second nature for us to sort of be skeptical of you know panics and things that you know because. It's sort of like, you know, uh, we've always sort of survived regardless of of what's happening around us as a, you know, as a community. You know, we just we've kind of always just kind of done what we do, you know, under sort of, you know, uh, under, underground, I guess, um, just moving through while everything is going on in society. And we just we just do our thing. And uh but I think now people are starting to realize that they can't sort of laugh this off and just be like, yeah, you know, we'll, you know, we'll just, you know, pour some whiskey on it and uh, <laughs> well, right. through it. Are you in yeah. an area where things are shutting down or are you pretty isolated from that because you're not really in a big city? It's funny, you know, some communities around here, I was, uh, a friend of mine was just posting some pictures on Facebook of his uh, local Walmart here in Connecticut and there, you know, the shelves are empty. And, you know, I was in a stop and shop this morning and it was fine. 
I mean, there was a lot of people there and it was a, you know, it was a kind of a madhouse, but um, you know, everything was fully stocked. There was, you know, there was plenty of food and supplies. Uh, Are the gathering places shutting down bars, venues, things like that? It's they're trying to stay open, but, what's happening is the shows all the touring musicians are canceling um you got know, you like, i didn't even saying, think about know. that so you know the, there's the bars are still open they're, they're sort of trying to stress the fact that you know i've seen a lot of posts from local local uh, clubs and bars just saying like you know we're doing our due diligence with making sure everything's clean and you know as we've always done but we're taking extra precautions we're you know we're wiping everything down with you know bleach and uh, you know alcohol and whatever you know clorox wipes and everything and um you know just trying to make it so you know please come and <laughs> patronize us because you know we're we're in a bad spot right now is there any kind of uh, expectation on your end when things might for lack of a better term get back to normal or are you guys like man we're in a fucking holding pattern for god knows how long well that's you know and what I was just saying about, about the venue struggling, you know, when we, when we had to postpone the, the show here, our pissed reunion show here in, uh, in New Haven, Connecticut, um, the, the club owners were, were really saying like, could you, you know, do you have a, can you come up with a date? Because, you know, it's gonna, even though, you know, we, we understand the show is not going to go on now, but, you know, uh, to refund all that ticket money right now is going to really, hurt us so you know if if you could give us a uh, a date then at least you know some people may not want to refund right away and they could use the tickets for the later date so you know i totally understand that we were able to you know we had to sort of gauge you know when <laughs> and just kind of guess hey when, when do we think this is going to get better and when can we reschedule it so we picked something pretty far off which is labor day and just, you know, crossing our fingers that, you know, we're going to reschedule for these shows for Labor Day weekend and um, and hope for the best. Wow. That's, yeah. That's, and that's it's what's happening. It's interesting when you look at the responses in all the other countries like um, Italy's on lockdown, but they're also mm -hmm. like, hey, we're suspending mortgage payments. Now, I didn't do a deep dive and <laughs> see if the banks have to eat that or if it's just on hold and they have to repay it on some plan. But I, I, mm -hmm. I'm trying to imagine America going, I mean, we can't even get free Corona testing. We can't even get Corona testing here, coronavirus testing here. They've done like 500 when China's doing 5,000 a day. We've, we've mm -hmm. done like 500 total. I'm just trying to imagine we're a world where they're like, well, if you're out of you know work because of coronavirus, you can apply for something here or we're going to make a mandate jobs can't fire you or initiate paid mm -hmm. sick leave. And it seems like every other country has some kind of backup or relief. And it just doesn't seem like America under this leadership is even interested in that. Well, that's because they were, you know, everyone's so scared of the, the, the socialists. You know, they're, they're, they're coming for their tax money. You know, it's it's. But they just really injected no like $1.5 billion into the stock market today. Where the fuck did that come from if it didn't oh, yeah, come from yeah. tax money? How there, was, that there was no uh, there was no how you're going to pay for that, you know. Right. It just, it just happened, you know, it, when, you know, anytime anyone brings up something like, a, you know, Medicare for all or uh, a UBI or anything like that, it's immediately everyone, you know, including, <laughs> including Democrats are, you know, how are you going to pay for that? How are you going to pay for that? And, you know, meanwhile, we, you know, we 
keep pumping money into the military and, and everything into the now into the you know bail out the welfare. banks no problem yep. got enough money to bail yep. them banks out airlines out everybody gets a check except the working man yeah and the funny Corporate thing socialism. is <laughs> yeah the great amount of working people are okay with that i, I don't get it man it seems just counterintuitive yeah. to yep. me that anybody would <laughs> but me and you are like cash and carry lunch pail punk rock guys you know we come from a different world than i think a lot of people are especially our age I don't think still carry that kind of mentality with them. Yeah, yeah, and it does seem that people tend to uh, fight for and vote for the, you know, things that are going to affect them in a negative way. <laughs> you know, uh, working class people. You know, voting. I guess everybody's a millionaire and waiting, as they say. All right, let's um, kind That's, of shift away. Yeah. I don't want to get too political yeah. on the music show. Yeah, yeah, Let yeah. me ask you this, and I ask you this every time you're on the show, and I'll continue to ask it until we're old, gray, shriveled up men. When is the piss going to write some new songs? When are you going to uh, have a new album out? Well, maybe maybe now would be a good time. Yeah. Can, I, can I hear a new album before the coronavirus gets me? <laughs> well, that depends. Where, where have you been in the last week? <laughs> <laughs> I've been locked up here on Meth yeah. Mountain. I'm going to be the last man standing. Okay, all right. Yeah. I'm a recluse. Um, you know, it's we've been talking about it, and you know, that while, while we were doing our rehearsals, I think one of the problems is we live so far apart from each other that we get together to rehearse for these these gigs. You know, we're just focused on getting our set down tight and you know remembering how to play the songs. Um, you know, but. You know, Bill, a guitarist, held up his phone to me and, you know, showed me like his uh, all of his uh, sound clips that he had recorded on there. And, um, you know, he had like a hundred <laughs> hundred songs, um, you know, of music written. And he said, you know, probably 20 of them at least would be, you know, suitable for for the pissed. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't I can't say that we would come out with a new full-length album but you may hear a couple songs and i know i say that every time you ask yeah going back i think but, uh, we've been having you on the show since 2015 you've been leaving yeah. us waiting five years out but it's only because we just love the band so much and want to hear some new yeah. material and i would just love to hear your lyrical like impression of what has been going on in this country lately uh, i know a lot of it's still uh, relevant from what you were singing you know <laughs> 20 years ago but I know. Well, that's that's the sad thing is that, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll sit down and I'll start writing something. And I'll be like, geez, I was kind of already writing this a long time ago. And unfortunately, it's still, you know, still the case. But yeah, I mean, I was talking yeah, to Dave Fisher from MDC, MDC the other night. and It was kind of the same thing. I was like, can you fucking believe these songs are still relevant? Hmm. After all, I mean, these are from the early 80s, police violence and corporate greed. And he's like, yeah, man, um, but you just have to keep pushing forward. All right, we're yeah. going to get out of here. We got our next guest coming up. Um, where can we find oh, yeah. you guys online? Is the Deacon still playing? Or are you just doing Piss now? So, yeah, so I, just to just to go back. Uh, so uh, the Piss, who's doing the few uh, reunion shows now and then, and the Deacons are the two, are the bands that I'm involved with. Um, M13 uh, died a couple years ago. So, um, but the Deacons still remain, still going since 1997. So oh, wow. uh, we're plugging along. <laughs> all righty fair enough and i guess we can just find you on facebook right that's it man 
So Facebook, Instagram. That's where all the cool kids are. I didn't know you had an Instagram. I'm going to have to go <laughs> check that out. All right, Al, thanks again. Um, I'm sure we'll talk to you over the summer as we usually all do. All right, thanks. All righty, Al. Thank thanks. you, guys. Take care. next guest on the line everybody knows her as unwoman our friend erica is here to tell us a little bit what's going on locally in this coronavirus and the music community so let's jump right in erica thanks for calling in on such short notice i really appreciate it hey yeah no problem i, I canceled the thing i was going to so uh i have time to talk to people Yes, lots. I think cancellation is going to be the theme of this episode. So much For gets sure. canceled. All right, so we've been talking to different people at various levels of success in the music industry, and being kind of like on the front lines. You you've had to postpone shows. You're really involved in the music community. Coronavirus. How is it affecting the music? Where are you in LA? What area are you in? I'm in San Francisco area. San Francisco. How is it affecting the local music community in San Francisco? Are there a lot of venues shutting down? Are they implementing, like, no gatherings over 200 people? I've even yeah. seen some over 50. Tell us what's going on. Well, uh, so DNA Lounge, one of the bigger, like, it's a, it's an, one of the last independently owned medium-sized venues. DNA Lounge just recently shut down. They're going to be closed for at least, I think three weeks and they're paying their workers while they're closed, which is really awesome. awesome. And um, they have a Patreon. So, so people can, you know, support without going to shows. Um, Cat club I know is still open at the moment, but I imagine their crowd's going to be small and I don't know when they're going to close down. And of course, big, big shows and big venues um, are of course postponed or canceled. And uh, those affect, I don't know, hundreds of, of workers per show, you know, who, who would go and, and work, work on those things, not just the bands. Um, and everybody's worried about losing their jobs. People are, uh, doing the right thing by staying home. And I do think it is important for the cities to shut down major gatherings because it makes a huge difference on just the rate that people get infected and, um, the, the ability for hospitals to keep up with it and it's really tough because a few days ago I feel like nobody really took it super seriously because we didn't see any infections locally and we don't see hospitals you know full to the gills and people dying and then we kind of read about what's happening in Italy and we're like oh shit you know we have to take this seriously 
And as crappy as it is for our um, entertainment and for our incomes, it's like this is the right thing to do, you know? Plus, I mean, I feel like, and I'm not going to get overly political on a music show, but I do feel like there was a lack of leadership and there were so many mixed messages coming out of the White House that people were just, I mean, I personally know people, and I'll probably repeat, I'm repeating the same things with every guest because it's relevant. I know people were personally posting memes like, ha ha, coronavirus, whatever, ha ha, it's a hoax. And now like three days later, they're like, holy shit, this is like a real thing. Look at this picture I took at Walmart. <laughs> and I kind of feel well, for those guys because they, they were like yeah. misled that this was either yeah. a hoax or it's the common cold, but it's being blown out of proportion by the media. And now they've yeah. really had to like swallow some serious like reality medicine. Yeah. I think as soon as you realize how how dire the situation is in Italy, uh, people are being told to wait for 48 hours to have the, the dead bodies of their loved ones picked up. Oh, my God. Um, it's it's terrible. It's like I'm just picturing plague. a guy like during the plague with the bell, like bring out your dead, Yeah, bring out your dead. No, it's, it's totally it's like that. And if there's any opportunity in the countries that have done it well, um, well, the smaller, you know, island you know, island countries like Hong Kong and Taiwan have done it really well. They were like, uh, contain this shit before it gets out of hand. They don't have to deal with that. And, and if their people are able to mitigate it so that it's like the spread is way slower, then it's not going to be that issue. There's not going to be people dying in their homes and not being able to be picked up. So, I mean, I think like, I, I mean, I'm totally freaking out for a whole lot of reasons, but to have a little perspective on like, okay, so I might be broke for the rest of the year and all my friends might be broke for the rest of the year, but at least we've done, you know, our part in preventing. Right. Just, and I, I think that's what people don't get. <laughs> as much as I see people like kind of moaning online that everybody's making this political, especially like, you know, the Trump people, like the Democrats are making this political. The people I'm talking about are so yeah. worried about everyday life and how this is going to affect, like, are they even going to be able to pay to rent that they don't, they're yeah. not thinking about the politics of this. I mean, they might be like, man, I'm not listening to what's coming out of the white house. Cause they're all over the place, but nobody's thinking about the politics of this at this point. They're like, Hey man, I gig for a living and I lose two or three shows and I'm trying to figure out how to pay my rent that month. I mean, isn't yeah. that what you're seeing in your community that people are just, kind of like panicking, like, how am I going to get through this, especially if I'm an artist and I yeah. have to depend on a gig economy? Yeah, and there's going to be, I mean, there are already a bunch of crowdfunding, you know, crowdfunding campaigns up for people just to pay their rent who who got essentially laid off. It's like getting laid off as a musician. Um, and I think that there are a lot of um, – major landlord, you know, property holding companies have uh, decided to not do any evictions, which is like, okay, that's great. Like super decent of you, whatever. But there's still a big concern. Like once, once this whole thing is died down, if there's nothing legally in writing, that's like not going to get people to evict people for, uh, for not having paid their rent when this was going on later. So not off of that. Who's going to evict somebody in the middle of a coronavirus epidemic? Or not? It's not like you're going to be renting out prime property in the middle of all this. So what would even be the point? I don't think it's like. Well, so my, so but here's my here's my concern for that. So you don't pay your rent. And no one evicts you while this is going on. Six months later, when rents are high again, if you're in a rent controlled apartment, you can be evicted for not having paid at the time. 
Oh. So it's and people are worried about that too, and it's totally it's like valid. Like nobody trusts the landlord, you know. So it is. It's shit's shit's pretty real, and um, I'm fortunate enough that we actually just moved into a house, and um, we don't have to pay rent, and we're you know we're we're okay and. So far, my partner's job is still exists, although all his tra- travel is canceled and he's working from home and who knows. And yeah, I mean, I'm lucky. And, and even though my gigs got canceled, all my gigs got canceled today. Um, yeah, but we're planned for the next few weeks. We were planning to go out to Ohio and I was going to ask you if it got canceled because of this. We were going to go out to yeah. that steampunk show in Ohio and I'm um, trying yeah. to catch up with you at the end of the month. And then you told me today that it was actually postponed. Yeah, so it's postponed to August 28th, and hopefully things will be, you know, back to some something like normal by then, and who knows. Um, yeah, it's really funny because on Tuesday I posted this thing like, oh, all my shows are still happening because they're smaller events, and, um, you know, the official word hasn't come down that they're canceled. And then I knew when I went to bed last night, I knew that today they would all be canceled, and I was totally right. I woke up this morning like, nope, nope, cancel, cancel. Right on cue at Friday it's, the it's, 13th. I knew exactly. I totally, uh, and, and I'm relieved because I have this very high ethic of like the show must go on. So unless something is canceled, I'm going to be there. Even if I feel like, like not if I'm sick, obviously, but like, we've got to get you out of here. So let's kind of finish up with this. Tell us, I definitely want to mention what all the bands are working on, even though you don't probably have any shows coming up. Tell us what right. you're working on. Do you have, I mean, I know you just recently released some new material. Do you have some other stuff coming out? What was it you released, I, like volume four? Uncovered volumes four and five, and then I did an EP in December called "Just Go Away." Um, it has a Blondie cover, a whole cover, David Bowie, um, some other good shit on it. And uh, my Patreon is finally happening again. I, I took a little break while we were moving. Um, I, uh, it's just Patreon.com/unwoman. And now that my gigs are canceled, I guess I should probably record some more songs. Oh yeah, you'll have plenty of time <laughs> to put up special content on there now. I think I will. I think I will. So before I let Maybe. you go, let me ask you one last question. How is the spirit of the music community doing right now? Is everybody pretty bummed? Is everybody banding together? Or is there kind of like this sense of optimism, like we're going to get through this, like this creative optimism? What's the general vibe in the music community where you are? I think everyone's a little shocked right now. Um, I haven't, things have things have escalated so quickly just over the last three days. I haven't actually hung out with any of my musician friends in person, but reading their, you know, their Facebook and Twitter posts, people are really concerned about paying their rent and 
really concerned about rescheduling shows and, and refunding patrons who want refunds. And, you know, there's a thing going around now. It's like, uh, if you don't really need your refund, please let the, let the theater have it. Let the theater company have it and musicians have it um, because we're all struggling now. And, and, but then, you know, people don't know if they're going to lose their regular day jobs too. So if people need refunds, they should get them. Anyway, people are, people are very stressed. I'm, sh- I'm sure that those of us who live will continue to do music afterwards. And as soon as we can have big parties again, I'm sure we will. All righty. Fair enough. All right. I want to thank you again for calling in so last minute. I'm always a little apprehensive when I throw together a show last minute with no real format, but I felt like it was important to, you know, we've been reading off stats throughout this show, real facts that D looked up. And I thought it was important to talk to some musicians and kind of see what's going on on the ground level. Thank you so much. Thank you for reaching out. Thanks, Erica. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, have a good one. Bye. Thank you. All right, you guys, we're back with our next guest, Mr. An old friend of mine, back from Southern Maryland, Mr. Dan Hersha from the Southern Maryland Guitar Gurus uh, podcast that is doing extremely well, has had a bunch of success in the short time they've been together. Dan, how's it going in Southern Maryland? Hey, man, we're hanging in there, dude. We're doing our thing and everything's happening. So I know your brother's playing tonight, and I know you're kind of in a different region than most of the bands we talk to, like out in L.A. and New York and stuff. But right. tonight we're talking about coronavirus and how it's affecting the music community. Have you seen much of an impact on this as far as venues closing, bars closing, things like that? Uh, no bars around here are closing because of it. Um, but the one big uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, um concert festival on the on solomon's island at the tiki bar was canceled because they knew there was going to be more than 250 people there but every all the bar venues around here have capacities of 100 people or less so we're kind of kind of protected because of that and you know it's it's going on though hey d give us a list of all of the events that are canceled and all the tv shows that even if they're still going on they're not going to have live audiences and things like that Oh, my goodness. There's tons and tons and tons of them. So music festivals, we already mentioned Coachella and Stagecoach, um, South by Southwest, the Ultra Music Festival, Tin Pan, um, Broadway is canceled, Tribeca is postponed, CinemaCon, a bunch of movies that are supposed to come out right now, including The New Mutants, which I want to see, um, and Mulan and a bunch of other stuff has been delayed. Um, Pearl Jam's canceled or like um no that's called off yeah avril lavigne green day blake shelton a bunch of k-pop the boston marathons postponed st patrick's day parades are canceled even in our you know where we are it's canceled the nba uh pga golf the nhl major league baseball major league soccer soccer football tennis I mean, it's... so let me throw this back to Dan. Dan, do you feel yeah. like this is an overreaction or do you feel because, you know, it, I, I feel like this country is so extreme. And I've said this already a couple times tonight. What I'm seeing online and it's starting to sway more in the other direction now is either this is a complete hoax or the media is drumming this up. This is n- no different than the common cold or this is a big deep state conspiracy and it will be doing martial law and it's the end days. And it seems like I'm trying to find a lot of level-headed info out there. Do you feel like all of these venue closings and all of these event closings, do you feel like that's an appropriate response, or do you feel like people are overreacting? It, you know what? You know, if for a month, if we can't take a month off from mass 
events, you know, larger, you know, thousands of people showing up for things, you know, take a couple months off, let the air clear out, you know, I'm all for that. But I mean, at the local level, I mean, if everybody just practices normal life skills, you know, wash your hands, be a clean person, don't, don't lick doorknobs, you know, you know, just have some common sense about you and you're going to be fine. I have it's funny you say that, though. It's funny you say lick doorknobs. I just had the flu. I just had the flu, though. A week and a half ago, I came down. My wife had the flu. I got the flu from her. I mean, I didn't go to the doctors. I just stayed at home for a week until I got better. Right, but you you have to count on people to do the right thing, and that's where the problem comes in. I made a joke the other day. There are people probably right now licking doorknobs at the strip club just to own the libs. Like, ha-ha, this is a hoax. uh." And so you have so many people that just do stupid shit just out of spite. So even on the local level, it's like, well, I don't know what the guy next to me is doing because he might be some lunatic. That's, I mean... It's always something, man. I mean, life happens. Nature happens. If that, let's just let's just say like a real disease hits where people are dropping like flies and they don't know what's happening. You know, thank God that's not happening. But I mean, but it's that's gotten pretty nature. serious in Italy, right? I mean, you you're having mass death. But the Italy. problem the problem in it's Italy is everybody in the family lives together of all generations. They don't they don't they don't have a bunch of households there, you know, because. It's tight. That's so a good you got point. Elderly, all, yeah, elderly all the way to the young under one roof. So when this thing hit, all everybody's elderly family just got punked, got got crunched, you know? It's just a different way of life over there. So is this affecting your life as far as are, are you going to the local stores and you can't find toilet paper within a 100-mile radius? Is this affecting your everyday life at all yet? No, the, the people up here are buying stuff at stores. Don't get me wrong. People are going crazy with that. I mean, they're rationing out at Costco for toilet paper and paper towels. I never thought I would. What square per person? Yeah, it's like. Did they have armed guards in the local bathrooms? One square. Right. I don't. I don't understand the toilet paper thing because even when you have a bad case of the flu, I mean, you use the bathroom sometimes, but it's not like you go through some extra norm. It is like you're bit by an Ebola monkey. I it, it's I mean people looking for a reason to buy shit I guess I mean I, and then half of it they're closing schools half of it I think just people are just looking for a reason to take off from school you know and it gives yeah. them a reason to take off to be with their kids they don't have to plan for it they can take two weeks off from work the work's not gonna give them shit for it because they're gonna ride this excuse right right that's definitely gonna happen you know I think the best tweet oh, I yeah. Yeah, no HR department's going to say, oh, we have to get rid of you because you took two weeks off for the fake virus. You know what I mean? Why? going to do that. I think the best tweet I saw about this whole thing was like, I I need toilet paper, but I don't want to go buy it because I don't want to look like an asshole who's overreacting or flipping out. Like, you got to go get normal stuff, but then it's like, oh, well, you're one of those people running and getting a whole bunch of toilet. Well, that's because all the stores are going to be out of it soon because people are panicking. Right. Dude, it's just, it's just how it is around here sometimes, man. Sometimes making no sense is what's right. And right now it's not making sense, but, you know, in a month it'll probably be, hopefully we'll just be laughing about it going, yeah, we'll be overreacted. But, you know, sometimes you got to overreact to keep everybody safe because there is dumb people out there. 
Yeah, I think that's the best point of all. There is dumb people out there. All right, let's use this last couple minutes to kind of talk about what's going on with Southern Maryland guitar gurus. You just sent me an article, a nice little write-up that was done on you guys. I haven't had a chance to read it, but I'll post it on our music site tomorrow after I read it. Uh, What's going on with the podcast, man? Because it seems like your locomotive, you're never stopping. You guys are always doing so well. I mean, we're we're cranking our episodes out. You know, we're up to episode 65 now. Jesus, um, you're going to pass us. So we've been around four years, almost five. It'll be five years, I think, in May, and you're going to surpass us in that. We're all. This is only episode 103. Right. We're 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 trying to keep to our weekly commitment for the community. You know, that's how the whole show works. Um, is we're reporting on the music scene every week. What events or what bands are playing? What you know, and giving um and given a chance for the local musicians to come on and promote their band, you know, we got an audience now. we got a steady, reliable audience. That's awesome. Everybody's real receptive of the program. Do you know and your fan base? Are you meeting new fans and they're sticking around? Or is it a lot of people that are all, we're already in that community? Uh, you know, it's all over, dude. We're doing, we're killing it in South, in South America. Hey, isn't that always the way, people. dude? Our podcast does great in other countries too. Sometimes our episode does better and like Guam than it does here. Yeah, I mean, it's just we got. I mean, the, I'm telling you, man, the South American people are all about guitar players and the music scene. I mean, it's just a, it's cool down there, I guess, and they're digging what we're doing. I mean, oh, cool Brazil, dude. Brazil is a huge music enthusiast, like especially like metal and rock and stuff like that. I've seen music mm-hmm. documentaries about Brazil, and it's no freaking joke. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, we're just having fun with it. And, you know, we got our regular guys that come on every week with us. And then we do two featured guests every week from local bands. And people love it, man. It's real fun. So do you have a, like a five-year plan for the podcast, or are you just having so much fun, you're just kind of riding the wave? We're, we're, you, know, we're, you know, since we're all self-produced and it's all my on me, I mean, I'm just going to keep cranking them out until people stop listening. You know? Right on. I mean, and, I mean, we just been all been love hanging out and talking about music, and it's just cool that we got microphones to document it, and we can do it in a in a professional way where we're not paying buku dollars to do it you know i'm just utilizing all my equipment in my music studio for my for my music stuff and you know here's something i've been saying for years and it's one of the reasons i started that documentary and who knows where that's going to go with everything that's going on but i don't think you could do a show called the you know the kenosha wisconsin guitar gurus or, or the mobile i mean maybe in a bigger city like mobile but if you just pick some small town like right I don't know, like uh, Masonville, Delaware, guitar gurus. I don't think it could do what the Southern Maryland guitar gurus have done because I've always said that's a magical little pocket of musicians down there and creative forces. It it really is, man. I mean, we, me and Alden this past year and a half doing the show, when we come out with a schedule of bands every week, it's like there's never a bad weekend of live music down here. Never. There's and it's always, always exclusive always Southern happens. Maryland. I remember when you first called me, Your who was it? I think it was Kevin Jones um, introduced yeah. me to you and was like, hey, can you talk to my buddy Dan about podcasting? And my first thought is like, how are you going to do a show every week? You're going to run out of musicians in Charles County in Southern Maryland. But it just seems like an endless reservoir of talent down there. 
Dude, it, I haven't even scratched the surface of guests yet. I mean, I've had repeat guys coming on because I'm trying to build a dialogue with these bands so other bands can see, hey, they just don't have you on one time and forget about you. Right, right. right. We do the same thing for sure. Right, right. So I got dialogue with a lot of people, and then slowly but surely I'll, I'll, I'll get a show where we have two brand new featured guests. But I always try to do a repeat and a, and a new guest every week. Just so it's like, oh, that guy's back on. I got to check out what's going on in his world. And then got another guy coming on, so they feel comfortable with that one. And we're we're really seeing some organic growth because of that. That's amazing. Right on. Well, like, you know, every time I come on your show, I feel like the teacher's pet or something. Because I'm always like, man, dude, you guys are fucking doing it right. But I'll say it again on our show. You guys are fucking doing it right. You've got the formula, man. I appreciate the, the the compliments, man. You know, you definitely helped me out in the beginning, just trying to understand the whole environment of it all. And I just taken my expertise with the music and applied it to, you know, us recording spoken word, basically, at the end of the day with some background music and just make it a nice professional sound and program so people can tune in and enjoy it that don't even play music. You know, that that's the key. Actual well, your strength is also marketing, too, and I think that's a strength that you've got over me, is you're such an incredible marketer of the Southern Maryland Guitar Gurus, and you've already got so many sponsors and people that you'll mention their stuff, and you you know, you know get your free lunches and everything else, and then you do yeah. your review. <laughs> like, I mean, you're just such a fucking mad scientist at that. I've got to respect that. Well, dude, I'm, I'm the master of having awkward conversations. You know, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta ask for stuff that you wouldn't normally ask for, and you know, get rejected a couple times. But you know, like when we first were doing the food sponsor, it took me like 50 to 70 restaurants before I could get someone to say yes. You know, where a normal person would take would take rejection a couple times and probably just never ask again. Where I'm just, I can turn the blinders on and just keep cranking. You know. I mean, persistence overcomes resistance for sure. I mean, you don't know how many rejections I have to – how many rejections, D, did I go through before I started getting to, like, the Fred Snyders and Joe from Dead Milkman and Jamie Farr on our other show, Margot Kidder? I mean – Sorry, that's a question I can't actually answer because I stopped counting after a few dozen. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) And I'll get emails from like random fans or something and they'll start talking to me about what I do. And they're like, how did you know all these people? How did you like meet MDC or L7? And I'm like, dude, you only see the finished product. You don't see this like 100 emails. I mean, I must have sent out 200 emails to find a right guest for our 100th episode of of the music show and of Kettle of Fish. I mean, it's, I'm still talking to, I won't mention their names, I'm still talking to very big acts, and sometimes it takes me two years to get people on the show, and I don't know if they yep. finally, like, just go on the show so he'll shut up, or they're like, you got Foxy, kid, I'm, I'm going to do it, but they don't, they don't see the constant push, it's the only way I can describe it, it is a fucking constant push to make this magic happen. It it really is, man. It's like a for me, it's a full time job. You know, as soon as I get off my day gig, I clock in here and I'm working until I go to bed. And I just do it because it's, you know, I, I love doing it. You know, if I'm gonna do it. I want it to sound right, be right, and sound right. And that's what that's the price. You know, Always passionate over money. pageantry. That's how you gotta work yeah. it, man. Yeah, dude. And then we're just you know respecting Southern Maryland and really trying to help these guys out. And we're trying to get a live local music scene just fully integrated. So, 
Well, I hope one day that Southern Maryland scene gets its dues because outside of a little bit of buzz on Go-Go and um, good Charlotte kind of making it, I don't know, mainstream, yeah. I guess, for lack of a better word, I don't think Southern Maryland has ever got its proper due. Yeah, I mean, it gets disrespected, that's for sure. I know that. And people just don't realize the talent that comes out of here, man. You know, it's just insane. It's like magic. All right, well, we got to get you out of here, Dan, once again. All right, buddy. Thank you. Like, I thank all the guests who called in tonight last minute. I just threw this together an hour before. I was like, hey, let's talk coronavirus because everybody's posting about it. And, you know, I'm a shameless self-promoter, so I was like, let's put together. Plus, it's important. I wanted to talk to people who are struggling, especially musicians, with um, losing all this, all these gigs and people who depend on it. But before you go, tell everybody where to find you online. And do you have a roster for your next episode? Who do you have coming up? Okay, so here it is, facebook.com backslash the guitar gurus, Instagram the guitar gurus, um, and this coming week, um, we're going to have the owner of Island Music Company, Keith Grasso, on to talk about his music projects. And then right we have on. A lead singer from, yeah, then we have a lead singer coming on from a band called Changing Scene, which is a pretty big band down here in Southern Maryland, so we're finally getting them on, and so it's going to be action-packed. Have you had anybody live in the studio yet, or are you still doing everything by Skype and phone? I had my brother Scott in here um, a couple months ago just to see what the dynamics would be with another microphone. And it was fun, but it got hot in my room because of three humans breathing and talking. So we're yeah, that's kind of a enclosed space. Yeah, you know, I did a couple just off-the-cuff interviews. I met Rube Goldberg, you know, the Rube Goldberg machine, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, yeah. like Mousetrap. I met his granddaughter yeah. at an exhibit they were having at the museum there, and she invited us to her apartment, and we just did an off-the-cuff podcast and I did one with the cast. I was recently in a play in New York, and we did one with the cast there. And all, like, ten of us crammed into this small motel room. And I was like, man, mm-hmm. dude, I really like – I prepare so much for these shows. But these two shows, I was forced just to sit down, look people in the eye, and talk to them. And I actually like that dynamic a little bit better than all of the grunt work that goes into putting together a proper music podcast. I would love to just kind of travel – and just meet people at the local deli and have a conversation with them. Right. Dude, yeah, man. I, you know, if I could pull that off, man, having like doing a couple of interviews at a restaurant, just the ambiance in the background, I'd probably do that. But got to be a lot of work. Yeah, but, you know, it's not work if you love it. All right, Dan, thanks again yeah. for calling hey. in. Yeah, yeah, man, everybody, wash your goddamn hands, you filthy bastards. <laughs> we'll, we'll check you <laughs> next time. All right, man. Thanks. Bye, bye. All right, D. We've got a couple more guests tonight. Hopefully, everyone's learning something. Hey, we got a couple extra moments. Do you want to give us any more coronavirus facts? What are some of the facts versus some of the myths? So, um, the symptoms of it are very specific, as far as we know. Um, Most people have a temperature of over 100.4, coupled with a shortness of breath and coughing. And I have heard from someone who has seen someone with it or something that it's kind of almost like a whooping cough. Like you have to cough. Um, but yeah, it's, it's the fever that can cause a lot of people problems and the uh, respiratory issues. So people who are 
fragile medically. Um, those are the ones that we're really worried about. You know, if somebody's got a history of getting pneumonia all the time, or they're asthmatic, or they're pregnant, then maybe don't have them go to the grocery store. Just put in the order online and pick it up, or have someone else go for you. And oh, for the love of God, you don't need that much toilet paper. You don't. You just don't. Yeah, I Nobody think that's needs that much fucking toilet show. paper. Hey, so I'm not sure if you know the answer to this. For everybody out there saying, this is just like the common cold. This is just like the flu. Why is everything closing down? Why is this not like the flu? Because more, well, how many, I think 100,000 people or 50,000, I forget what the stat was, die of the flu every year. And yeah. we're nowhere near those numbers. No, we're not. And, and while that is good, as far as we know, the um, death count from this is not going to be as much as a lot of other things. The problem here is the hospitals being overwhelmed, the um, medical centers being overwhelmed. That's where the problem comes in. Um, well, the mortality rate is three percent compared to the flu, right. which is zero, which is point zero one percent. It's just not as many people catch it. Right, and that's that's part of the problem um, because this is a new virus. No one is immune. No one has any kind of antibodies already built up to it. It's no entirely different. There's no vaccine. There's no solid treatment plan for this other than treat the symptoms. And it can last up to six weeks. Um, and That's brutal. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And the problem is, you know, like I said before, this can stay – this virus can stay living on certain hard surfaces for two to three days. That – along with the long incubation period makes it so that at last count um, they were estimating that the typical person infected with the coronavirus would most likely infect two to three other people before they even realized they had it and they infect two friends and they infect two friends and so on and so on and so, and that's where the problem that's the is head and shoulders of viruses <laughs> Our next guest is from one of my, I'll say, most consistent, like, top 20 bands of the last 10, 50, God, almost, God, it's 20 years. Holy shit, I've been listening to these guys a long time. My buddy Jason from Narcoleptic Youth. Jason, what's up? I'm hanging out, man. Just coming to check in with you. Right on. So let's... um. Dive right in. We're going to talk some coronavirus. And I, you're a very level-headed guy, even though I think our politics <laughs> vary pretty widely. One thing I respect about you is you're very fucking fact-oriented and level-headed. So let me start off with this question I'm asking everyone. 
all these venues closing, all these shows not having live audiences anymore, um, NBA, NH, NHL, um, all these shows being canceled, festivals being canceled. Do you feel like this is an overreaction or do you feel like this is very prudent considering what's happened in other countries with this coronavirus? I'm going to say that uh, I wouldn't say it is either of those. I would say it's somewhere in the middle and it's probably at least somewhat warranted. I mean, I don't, I'm not a basketball guy. I don't really care if they play or if they don't. However, you know, safety is paramount. They got to do what they got to do, you know. Have you guys had to postpone shows because of this? We have not yet. However, we are slated to play on next Saturday. And we also have a, a very large, what we feel is very important club show at Punk Rock Bowling at the end of May. I, the Doll Hut, you guys play there a lot. The Doll Hut's still doing shows? From what I understand, they are. So what's the general vibe in the music community that you're a part of out there? Is the general vibe doom and gloom? Or I know a lot of people, at least coming across my thread, across my feed every day, are independent artists that are like, dude, I can't miss two or three gigs. That cuts into my living money, my rent, my life bill. I mean, to be, to, to be honest, that's not my world. You know, uh, I'm a very fortunate person. You know, I have life pretty well handled in a general sense. Um, but I do see about 40 to 50% of the shows around here canceling right now. Yeah. And that also does it hurt the artists. Of course, it hurts the vendors. It hurts the venue. It hurts the distributors. I would think the venues stand to lose a lot of money. Yeah. And I mean, I know we've talked to people who are like, Hey, um, can you at least say when you can reschedule? That way we don't have to refund the tickets and ask people, hey, can you just hold out until a date a month later? Because you see these these smaller venues, they're desperate trying to do anything not to have to shut their doors if yeah. they can't have shows for a fucking month. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I haven't seen anything around here where shows are just being canceled for a month. I haven't seen anything like that. Anything that's large is being canceled. Um, Doll Hut is, 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 you know, a hundred people, 150 people, maybe 200 people on a crazy night. They haven't been canceling things. I wouldn't assume that he would cancel things unless it was mandated. Um, and I don't know that for sure. I'm just guessing. Um, I haven't seen any cancellations from, um, the other show that we're playing next week. And I haven't seen any cancellations from the humongous show that we're playing in Vegas in May. Mm, yeah. And you know, this, this spun out of control and I'm sorry to the listeners. I'm, I've got these points to make and I've already made them three or four times on the show tonight, but I've seen people who were making fun of this just three days ago, putting memes up, ha ha snowflake. There's no coronavirus. And now they're coming well, back like, dude, I just went to I Walmart will tell you, and the shelves are empty. You, I will tell you that yesterday I went to the to the Costco with my wife, you know, to get some things. And it was a very normal thing. I wasn't like trying to go somewhere to buy a certain thing. I was just like, hey, we need this or whatever. Let's go. It was, you know, not that bad. But then we went to Trader Joe's to pick up like the normal 
food or what have you, and there was nothing. The entire frozen food section was gone, gone. So that's kind of the scary component, right, that it's spun out of control in such a short amount of time. Yeah, yeah. And and, and the places that I've been, people are very cordial. Nobody's, like, really getting aggressive or crazy. But, you know, when when you go to the Trader Joe's, Come on, Jay. This is only food. This isn't Elmo Doll's Christmas of like 2007. This is a Tickle Me Elmo. I take take toys very serious. Right. This is just food. I mean, I don't have butter chicken right now from Trader Joe's and it's really pissing me off. So you got to start a GoFundMe? That's the 911 alert. I need some nan bread and I need some butter chicken. That's all I really care about. We need to set up a GoFundMe. Get Jay his butter chicken. Well, the thing is, I don't think money's going to buy my butter chicken at this point. I'm sure you could get on the street, find a butter chicken <laughs> dealer. <laughs> you know people, Jay. Come on, you know shady people. Probably, you know I mean, you know. Market butter chicken. I know the shady people for sure. All right, so let's talk about the band the last few minutes we got you here. And I'm going to ask you this because I, I, I think the first time – actually, I think we had Joey on. And this is back when I did those first few episodes by myself. So it was – 2013 you guys haven't released an album in quite a while a new album no we haven't and when i think of it that way it's like holy shit it's been six or seven years it doesn't seem like that long but i guess it has been that long so what's going on when are you guys going to release a new album or is that not something that's really the older you the older you get the less you care you know pretty typical Say so you don't have like this big creative outburst to write new songs and get them out there in the musical ether. First of all, if I did, I would never let you know if I did or if I didn't. Oh, playing it close to the vest. I like it. Yeah. All right. No, um, I will tell you one thing about our – so Joey and I and the other guys in the band, you know, Joey and I have been friends for a very long time. Um, it's very – we're not the type of people who force – creativity yeah and it's sometimes it's hard to have that creativity just flow through you sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't sometimes you just got to wait for it to happen otherwise it's just kind of forced and it's not really that cool and i'm not really interested in that so you're not at all like a formulated band where it's like okay i want to hit this milestone by 2020 this milestone by 2022 You're not no, no, you're not no. organized in no. that way. You're just more like, hey, we're going to go where this takes us and we're going to create when we actually have something to say. I, I I mean, I I I agree with that and I don't agree with that because I feel like we're organized in the fact that like we want to do things that make sense, you know, in a in a in an orderly fashion like we want to do this, we want to play this show, we want to book here, we don't want to like waste time when we rehearse things like that as far as creativity goes it's a completely different animal for us it's something that's fleeting it's something that's there when it's there and you take advantage of it when it's there and when it's not there you don't really stress you just kind of wait for it to come right on well i mean it sounds like you got a good handle on it i just know like a lot of the fans would probably really like to hear myself included hint hint nudge nudge would like to hear some new <laughs> music and hear what you i mean and here's the crazy thing and now that i know a lot of these bands that i grew up with it's easier for me at the very least to send them an email and be like hey what do you think about this but i remember being yeah. a kid and not of this world not in this world the way i'm in it now and um 
just being like, man, I wonder what they think about this, this, and this, and having to wait for that album to come out and at least get those little nuggets of what the band's platform is on this. Because when you respect somebody as an artist, you want to hear what they have to say. It doesn't mean I was going to let narcoleptic youth ever dictate my opinions, obviously, because we have very different opinions on things. Hey, but don't, don't, lie, don't lie to make friends. Don't lie to make friends. I know that you're hanging on every word. I am, actually. That's why you're on the no. show. What should I believe no. about butter chicken? I have to eat butter chicken. We have butter chicken here in Caraville, Tennessee. Dude, butter chicken is the bomb. I like. I have a, a fixation. I have a problem. For sure. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I guess I'm getting an exclusive here. Then, ain't I, I like good booze and Indian food. I have a problem. I don't know what my deal is. All right. Well, we got to get you out of here, Jay. Tell us where to find you on the interwebs and um. I mean, it sounds good. You None of your shows are postponed. I guess I'll ask you in a week if everything's still going. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the key right there, for sure. Where do we find you online? Well, These guys still have a website? We're, narcoleptic, we're narcoleptic.com still. We are on Facebook at Narcoleptic Youth Band. And we are on Instagram uh, at Narcoleptic Youth as well. Um, that's about it. You know. Right on. All right, Jay. Well, let's have you back on before. I think um, the last time we had you on was about a year and a half ago. So it's been quite a while. It was a long time. It was a long time ago. Not as long as your last album, though. So I will say that. <laughs> That's how long. He never time. stops. It was 2014. It was 2014. But you know, it, you know, in the words of Heinz 57, you know, good things come to those who wait. All righty. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right, Jay. We'll talk to you soon. Be safe. Bye. Bye, D. Bye. Oh my goodness, you you're just gonna always want the albums. Um, I mean, from the artists I love, and I mean, a lot of the uh, artists I grew up with, like Jay said, they're just the albums are way more sporadic. I remember, I remember back in the old days when the bands you liked were almost obligated to put an album out every year to year and a half, or they were no longer relevant. Mm-hmm. Just like it was crazy to me when comic books just started coming out whenever. They're, like, Spider-Man came out when I was a kid, like, the third day of every month. And it, it, even, like, at the comic book store, it burnt down. Someone would be out in the parking lot with those news. Like, you were getting that Spider-Man on the third of every month or whatever that release date was. And now you go in a comic book store and it's like, you know, and Marvel isn't as bad at it, but I know when I used to collect like Savage Dragon and the Goon, mm-hmm. like the Goon would come out with three issues in a row in three months and then go six months without an issue. Then do two months in a row, then go a month without like their scheduling was all the same. Like there's India. I was like, how the hell do they keep an audience? I mean, we just did musical osmosis. Two episodes in a month and six episodes in a month and no episodes for four months and three episodes like. I don't think we could keep a following or a fan base mm. if we did that. It's just, it's a crazy world now. That is truth right there. But then right. again, we're not super consistent though, right? Uh, a, we try to do every other Wednesday, but we were just off the air for a month while we were in New York. Well, we were in New York and we recorded twice, so...
All righty, we've got our buddy Dave Dalton on the line from Screaming Bloody Marys and CEO yeah. of Die Laughing Records. And we are yeah. going to talk some music, coronavirus, and everything in between. <laughs> Dave, how you doing this evening? Not bad, not bad. Just, uh, this, I was taking a nap, and I got up, and then, you, and then uh, the phone rang, and I go, hey, how's it going? I'm doing good. Had a long are day you fully today. stuck on toilet paper? Because that's important. Oh, the thing is, I got toilet paper. Here's the funniest thing, real great. There's a place, Costco, there's Costco over here, there's, Wal- there's uh, Walmart, and all these other box stores, I call them. And everybody's going crazy. Ah, they're going nuts with the toilet paper. I walk right down the street to Walgreens, get my, you know, my meds and whatever, and there's toilet paper there. I just grab a little row. Or you go down with to us. Uh, Walmart was sold out, and he went to big lots, and it was totally normal. But the Walmart next door just yeah. fucking incinerated. And just like the place blows up, or or you can go to Whole Foods here, and there's a little couple of rows. I you know the whole thing is, man, I don't get the toilet paper bullshit. Um, just they're limiting it to two packs of a person or something like that. I just don't get it, man. You have 20 rolls in your house. Cause I have to tell you, the kids don't think you're legit if you have less than 20 rolls on you at all time. Exactly. So I, I, I'm fine with my toilet paper. And then people are going and buying loaves and loaves and loaves of bread and vegetables. I'm going, that stuff's going to rot, man. You can only, if there's a date on there, you know, I, I don't get it. It's like, the, it's like the world's coming to an end. No, it's not. Well, let me say this, and again, let me apologize to the fans, because I've we've had like eight, <laughs> seven or eight guests on already tonight, and I keep saying the same thing. <laughs> but I want to make this point with everyone, and I posted this on the music page the other day. We are yep. a country of extremes, so either I'm seeing people post, this is the apocalypse, here comes a death yep. camp and martial law, oh, yeah, and the fucking yeah. zombies are coming, or on the other side which I'm not seeing as much the last couple of days, but it's like, it's a hoax. This is just a common um, cold. The media is blown out of proportion. And it was hard <laughs> to see anyone in the middle. However, I will say some of the cats I saw posting memes making fun of coronavirus are now like, dude, dude, I was totally wrong. Look at this picture at Walmart. I couldn't buy anything. Like, oh, they, they kind of changed their lifelong tune in the last 48 hours. Everybody's changing their tune. You know, I live in a... I live, I live on an island called Alameda. You can see the bay. You can see San Francisco skyline out my window right now. And we're on an island. There's two bridges and there's a tunnel. Okay. And there's only one case of coronavirus on this island. It was a firefighter and they caught it on time. And now they're saying, close the bridges, block the tunnels. I'm going, what the hell's going on here? Hunger Games. (laughs) It's just going crazy. And then there's a lot of the clubs now. They're not shutting down, but they're not. A lot of the bands are being canceled because of the the coronavirus. Um, but there's not really many here. There may be oh many of the major clubs like the Warfield, the Fillmore that has big shows. They're shutting. They're closing it. Most of the small clubs is like anything under two hundred. They they're leaving them open. So the whole thing is, man, the, the clubs are. It's up to the clubs to shut down on some of these, these shows. Um, not very many, actually, over here, up in the uh, San Francisco area. So let me you ask know. you the themed question of the evening. As everything shuts down, and I had D read the Colossal List earlier in the episode, do you feel like these precautions 
are just, you know, very appropriate. We can't let this get out of hand like in Italy and in China. Or do you think this is an overreaction considering, I mean, it's worse than the flu. It has a higher mortality rate than the flu. But the people that are at risk, no 80-year-olds are going, you know, to fucking Descendants concerts. Well, no, there's no 80-year-olds going there. Uh, You know, it's, I'm 66, uh, I feel I feel pretty healthy, and I play in the band, the, the Bloody Marys and stuff. And um, you know what you do? You just get up. If you go, if you're scheduled for a show, do the best you can to play it. Um, I don't know. Um, just wash your hands, keep yourself distance, and we. I just put okay, okay, Nick. I just played a show last Friday, okay, at the Golden Bowl. There's a good handful of people. It was fun. It was good. We had no problems. Everybody's making fun of it, actually. Um, you just, I don't know, man. There's no answer to that. Just play music, man. So what's know. the uh, vibe like? Because I feel bad, and something I've said again several times this episode, I have a lot of musician friends all along the success spectrum. And... Mm-hmm. A lot of them are like, look, dude, I live gig to gig, and all these venues and all these shows getting shut down is really putting me in a precarious situation. Oh, you know, the, some some people like, okay, I just reading on Facebook, like my friends, the Dwarves and Black Dahlia, all the tour got canceled in Europe, all right? Uh, Nick Oliveri, same thing, he got canceled. The guys from Machine Head were going to go to Europe again. You know, all their shows are sold out, but it's canceled now, all right? They make a living off that. Me, I sustain. I I run a record label. I don't make the money off that to live. I I'm a retired iron worker, but I've been doing this for too many years in between working. So I'm pretty lucky. Uh, I play music in a club or on a street corner because I love it, you know. But now these days, Nick, you got to be real cautious, you know, because people are sneezing or whatever. Um, I'm a diabetic and stuff but i'm pretty healthy you know i don't wear it seems like you would be concerned about this more than the average person because if you're diabetic and you know you're over 60 that kind of puts you in the danger zone oh of course it does but the thing i say if something happens knock on wood it doesn't i've lived my life and i feel pretty fucking good and i've accomplished a lot of stuff and i've met a lot of people on my journey like um you could ask steve My life philosophy is I live my life backwards from my deathbed. And nobody's ever on their deathbed like, I wish I had a bigger TV or a nicer car. It's always like, dude, I wish I took that fucking trip to Italy or I, well, maybe Mm -hmm. not now, but I took that trip to France or I wrote that great American novel. So it's something I don't think I'm going to be sweating on my deathbed. Then it's not anything I try to worry about now. And yeah, don't worry. I mean, I'm having a, I'm having a, I'm having the time of my life right now. You know, I have my, my record label. I just talk, I just got to talk in the East Bay right from the Kennedys. They've canceled the tour back East. I talked to Sam from Fang. Everybody is just um, trying to be safe, Nick. You know, it's just like you be safe out there, man. You know, and play music. If, if you're fucking depressed, your, your gig got canceled, you had nothing to do with it, go pull out some vinyl listen to it. That's what I do at my desk. I, I, I collect vinyl like crazy. And, um, you know, and I really appreciate you guys like you out there, you know, spreading the word, man. You know, call in and get your opinion. I don't know where that virus came from. I hear all these 
crazy tales from China. They're eating a bat. I don't know, man. You know, I don't know where that right. stuff came from. Do you know where it came from? I don't know. Now, if I you knew know. that, I'd probably uh, be suicide. Yeah, well, you probably won the Nobel Peace Prize or something. But wow, so. the whole thing is, Nick, <laughs> the thing is, I, I mean, the thing is, we have a crazy president, and uh, he's not really telling everybody to calm down. He's just like, we're locking everything down. You know, it's like the aliens are coming. Well, no, the fucking aliens don't want to be here. They bypass Earth and they go, oh, that's a shithole. Let's <laughs> just keep going. That's, that, you know, that's what they say. You know, well, know. I mean, it is mixed messaging, <laughs> and I'm trying very hard to st- stay apolitical on this episode, but it is mixed messaging. And I do see, I mean, I, I, every week or so, I get this sick compulsion to go on Donald Trump's Facebook page and read the comment thread. Oh. And just to see people go, everything from <laughs> it's a deep state hoax or the deep state created it to ruin America and ruin your presidency to you're ascended by God. Yeah, This is the greatest, the greatest leadership we've ever seen in a crisis. And I, I end up just fucking no. calming myself into unconsciousness. I, just I don't reading. know what's going on, man. So no. I, I try that stuff triggers me, man. I just like I can't. Yeah understand what reality these people and look and i've told people i said listen dude i have never loved a public figure or even like a an actor or musician like the way these people love donald trump i was like it's cool if you're pro president but there's people out there like i'll die for they trump were, i'll kill for trump like what i'll kill for trump i'll die for trump you know and you know he's did the best in the world i mean whatever man the guy right now is just not doing it. He's not simmering anything down. And even if he, he does was speak, a great president, I'd be like, you're nuts for talking like that. Even if he was awesome, it, I'd be like, dude, you're into this guy a little bit too much. Way too much. I mean, if you're, you ever look at Donald Trump, he never smiles. He always has this, like, he's pissed Rimmets, off at the world. Like, yeah. Tough guy. Tough guy. You know? You know, fuck him, man. I don't care. Fuck him. You know, I don't, I don't know who's going to be president. I don't know what's going to go on in the next several years. You just hold on to the best you can. Embrace yourself, man. Something's going to happen. Well, let's talk um, last couple minutes, coronavirus here. I want to get a general sense of what you're seeing on the ground level because you're out on the West Coast. I'm in Knoxville, so we've got a very small community here. What are you seeing out there? Is it a panic vibe in the music community? Is it a bummed out vibe? I know there's got to be a lot of artists and a lot of venues hurting right now as everything kind of slows down. You know, I've been on Facebook, I'm on it quite often, and I all I see is people are, are kind of sad that certain shows aren't happening. And, and some people, like on my post, saying, well, why don't we just do a, go to some studio, several folks, and play, or go do some busking, or do a podcast like what you're doing, and play, and talk about things, you know. But as far as uh, mayhem going crazy and screaming, no, nah, everybody's mellow, man. It's just what it is. Everybody's mellow. Some people right. are relieved. You know, I'm mean, like like my band. We're we're supposed to do a couple of shows, but we maybe had them canceled. Uh, it was out of our hands. So what we're doing, we enjoy going into our studio, and we're, we're going to be recording a full length for Die Laughing on Golden Robot Records. Nice. So, uh, we're having fun. We're having fun. We can't afford to get sick because our loved ones are sick already. We can't spread that stuff. Talk but, about you know, uh, burning lemons in the lemonade. Pardon me? 
I said, talk about turning lemons into lemonade. Just going into school. Yeah, right. Oh, work right. All right. Well, let me let you yeah. get out of here. Before you go, tell yeah, us man. what's going on with Die Laughing and if um, you've got any shows coming up and basically all well, the things we, in your world. I know the show thing's probably going to be a little. Yeah, the show things are a little sticky right now, but a lot, a lot of things are going on with Die Laughing Records. We're working with Michael DeBars on Detective. We are working with, uh, of course, a box set vinyl with, with Fang. The Venomous Pinks are really blowing up. That band is amazing. They just played the yeah, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, we're having uh, them on next month. Those guys are big. So uh, they're doing. Um, we we merged with Golden Robot out of Australia. We're sending bands like Wang and Fang to Australia if if it's permitted. But things are really going good. The Screaming Bloody Marys has a full length vinyl coming out in September. Um, uh, just a bunch of good stuff going on here. If you guys want to check out the Die Laughing Records website, www.dielaughingrecords.com or go to goldenrobot.com. And sometimes we'll give you free swag. (laughs) But hey, Nick, thank you so very much, man. Hey, you got to tell us where to find Screaming Bloody Marys online too, Dave. ScreamingBloodyMarys.com or you can go to Screaming Bloody Marys to Facebook. It's it's easy and stuff. And uh, I, I really am enjoying this band the bloody marys you know we started in 89 stopped in 97 started back up 2015 now we're here i have the guitar player danny uh norwood he was in social unrest you know greg langston he was in the sea hags the next we had uh john he was uh i think he did uh he's stuff in savage resurrection i think he played i think he might have played a couple of shows with sam i am of course me <laughs> i'm the yeah, old og there's a thing <laughs> you I haven't heard in years. Wow. <laughs> you know, so it's good. Nick, everything's going to go good. I, you know what, guys out there in fucking uh, the world? It's going to be good. You just got to adapt to it. It's going to adapt. Trust me. We're all going to come out of this thing alive. Well, Trust and me. you know, there's something I always say about adaptation. It's always the dudes screaming the loudest how they don't want to change or the ones that are always yep. pissed off the world is passing them by. Well, dude, if you're just going to stand in place, the fucking world's going to pass you by, pal. Exactly. Well, Do something about it, man. Fucking die. That's the credo I live by. And the thing, if you're going to die, you're going to die. Only thing is you have a little bit of pain going to the other side of the world. That's all you, you have to go through, man. But just chill out. Watch right. TV, collect vinyl, whatever the fuck you do. And Nick and guys, and everybody, Osmosis Rocks, Osmosis Rock, and Nick rules. <laughs> Fucking Thanks, rules, Dave. man. I can't All think right, of a buddy. better way to end the episode. We'll talk to you soon, Dave. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, D, uh, we got a couple minutes left. Is there anything you want to tell the masses before we head out of here? Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your goddamn hands. I think Dan already said that. Oh yeah. You're a copycat. You we don't you don't need so much fucking toilet paper. I swear to God you don't. I you and know what, dude? Stay home. You can barely say anything or post anything where people are not going to just take the other side and go insane. But I think we can all agree you don't need so much toilet paper. I think it's I a universally much. binding idea. It's the one thing we could all kind of commune on is we don't need so much toilet paper. All righty. I want to thank everybody who called in tonight last minute, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Hopefully you got some good information, and we heard from some of the bands that are actually out there living in this world. And fingers crossed there will be enough of you around to hear the next episode of Musical Osmosis. Hi, this one goes out to all you stupid enough to